Armed with Truth is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to Armed with Truth, a podcast for youth. I'm your host, Lisa Bruneal. My goal here is to empower the youth of today to become a sin-resistant generation. You youth are bombarded by Satan's temptations on every side, especially when it comes to immorality, lust, and pornography. I want to talk about truths that can strengthen you, safeguard you, and bring greater power into your life through the Savior Jesus Christ. Let's get started and be armed with truth. Today's episode is all about the truth surrounding chastity. Ask yourself, what is Heavenly Father's personal message for you right now in this podcast? The Holy Ghost will testify to you of the exact message that Heavenly Father has for you right now today. Amalickiah lived in the time of the great prophet and leader Moroni. He was a man of cunning device and a man of many flattering words. He led away the hearts of many people to do wickedly and sought to destroy the church of God and destroy the foundation of liberty which God had granted unto them. Amalickiah went to the land of the Lamanites to stir them up to anger so that they would come to war against the Nephites. The king of the Lamanites gave Amalickiah command over part of his army to compel the Lamanites to fight. The Lamanites were scared of the Nephites. They were worried they would be destroyed. A group of them had fled to the top of the hill, Antipas, with their leader, Lahontai. Amalickiah brought his army to the base of the mountain, and then he sent a secret embassy up to Lahontai, requesting that he come down to meet with Amalickiah. Lahontai refused, so Amalickiah sent a second time for him to come down. Again, he refused. And Amalickiah sent a third time. When he saw that he could not get Lahontai to come down, he went up and drew closer, nearly to Lahontai's camp. For a fourth time, he sent a message to come down and bring your guards. Lahontai came down, and Amalickiah made a deceitful plan with him. He would let Lahontai's armies come and surround him and his armies and capture them, 
if Lahontai would appoint Amalekiah to be the second leader in command. All of this was part of Amalekiah's plan to dethrone Lahontai and to eventually become king of the Lamanites. When Lahontai did go through with bringing his armies down and surrounding Amalekiah and his people, they surrendered as was planned, and Amalekiah was made second in command. Then Amalekiah had one of his servants poison Lahontai by degrees until he died. This was not the end of Amalekiah and his deceit. He went on to use treachery and murder to eventually become the king of all the Lamanites. I want to focus a little bit on the phrase poison by degrees because I think it is especially applicable to our topic today, the topic of chastity. Chastity is sexual purity, and in today's world, chastity has been all but forgotten. While it is true that sexual temptation and immorality have been a part of the world for basically forever, They have never been more rampant, more blatant, or more prevalent than today. Most people actually used to believe that sex before or outside of marriage was wrong, and the majority of people lived their lives accordingly. But Satan has poisoned our world by degrees, one little drop at a time. And now sexual immorality is not only widely accepted, but it is encouraged And sex both before and outside of marriage are not only portrayed as normal or as something that everyone just does, but we are fed lies that sex before marriage is something everyone needs to do, that it's actually the better way. Satan has reduced sexual intimacy to a simple act of physical self-gratification. He has removed the intimacy and the joy and left us with a counterfeit, lust, He tells us that we should get to know someone sexually before we commit to marriage so we can learn what we like and so we don't make the mistake of marrying someone who won't give us what we like. He tells us that we need to be experienced to be attractive to others and he mocks virginity as something to be embarrassed about. These lies and this poisoning by degrees removes the most beautiful parts of sexual intimacy and reduces it to mere physical acts of momentary pleasure. These kinds of sexual experiences are founded on lust, and as we've learned in previous episodes, lust leaves a person empty and alone. Even as society's view of sexual morality has changed, the Lord's standards have not. The law of chastity is still part of God's plan. In gospel topics under chastity, we read, Chastity is sexual purity. Those who are chaste are morally clean in their thoughts, words, and actions. Chastity means not having any sexual relations before marriage. It also means complete fidelity to husband or wife during marriage. The Lord and his prophets condemn sexual immorality. The prophet Alma taught, that sexual sins are more serious than any other sins except murder and denying the Holy Ghost. All sexual relations outside of marriage violate the law of chastity and are physically and spiritually dangerous for those who engage in them. We know that the Lord expects us to live the law of chastity, and He expects us to live it with strict obedience. But He also promises us glorious blessings if we do so. And who wants to keep us from glorious blessings? 
Satan. He tries to convince us that his way will bring us more happiness than the Lord's commandments. But as we learn time and time again, Satan is the master deceiver and his lies are simply not true. Making sure we don't engage in sex before or outside of marriage is not all that the law of chastity entails. If we back up to that earlier definition, we can see those who are chaste are morally clean in their thoughts, words, and actions. Remember Amalekiah and Lahontai and the poisoning by degrees? There's an exhaustive list of ways that Satan tempts us, and while I can't talk about all of them, I want to address some big ones that are common to many, if not all of us. See, Satan knows he won't likely convince us to jump straight to sexual immorality, especially when we've been taught our whole lives that it's wrong. So he starts slowly and often imperceptibly with our thoughts. We are inundated by sexual messages all around us. I even remember studying advertising in one of my classes in college. We were learning about some of the different ways that they incorporate sex into ads and labels. And there was even a can of mushrooms where the mushroom slices had been arranged to spell out the word sex. Seriously, a can of mushrooms. In a world where even mushrooms are used to send sexual messages, we have to be vigilant in guarding our thoughts. True to the faith states that no one commits sexual sin in an instant. If you allow your thoughts to linger on obscene or immoral things, you've already taken the first step toward immorality. Satan seeks to poison our thoughts by degrees. One way is through technology and media. Our thoughts are significantly impacted by technology and media. We have messages coming to us without any effort on our part, especially when we consider social media. And social media platforms regularly promote immorality, pornography, and immodesty. What we choose to view and listen to greatly influences not only the things we think about, but how we think about the things we think about. We are constantly faced with choices about what to read, watch, listen to, and post. And there's always an opportunity to lust. It's so easy to get caught in patterns and practices that could drag us down or tempt us into sinful thoughts and behaviors. If we want to stay clean and pure, we have to take action to safeguard and strengthen ourselves. Elder Bednar spoke about being agents who act rather than objects that are acted upon. Did you ever consider when you're letting all of these things come into your mind that you're just being an object that's acted upon? This concept is really important when we consider keeping our thoughts clean and pure. If we just lay there like slugs and let the parade of images and messages dance before our minds and eyes, they will be imprinted on our hearts. But we don't have to submit ourselves to whatever messages that come our way. We have agency. We can choose. In high school, one of my daughters came home from a lesson in young women's and decided to clean out her Instagram account. She made a choice that she would eliminate any account where she had seen some type of sexual message. When she started, she was following over 700 accounts. And on her first round through, she ended up eliminating over half. After another round through, she eliminated even more. She talked about the actual realization that came to her 
that she had been seeing sexual images and messages every single day without even realizing it. I don't know about you, but I see poison by degrees written all over social media. We can strengthen and safeguard ourselves as we deliberately choose to use our technology, media, including social media, in positive and righteous ways. We can eliminate the things that come to us, and we can make choices that will strengthen us. Another way that Satan poisons us by degrees is through sexual fantasy. Our minds are very powerful, and allowing our minds to participate in sexual fantasy is harmful and dangerously addictive. Although sexual fantasy can start innocently, our minds are powerful And if we let this behavioral pattern continue, this path of sexual fantasy can become more and more frequent and more and more prominent in our minds. It actually can turn into a full-blown addiction. Now, you may think that fantasy is harmless, that it's just in your mind, and as long as you aren't actually doing anything wrong, it's okay. But what we don't realize is that sexual fantasy is similar to pornography. It changes our brains. It has a similar impact. It leads us to forget about the spiritual component of the souls of others, to objectify them, and to be consumed by lust and selfish desires. Satan knows how powerful sexual fantasy can be. It is absolutely a path of poisoning by degrees, If he can't persuade us to engage in acts of sexual immorality, he seeks to conquer our minds. And he knows that the longer we participate in sexual immorality in our minds through fantasy, the closer and closer we will come to committing these same acts in reality. Keeping our minds free from these thoughts and images is so important. The best way to do so is obviously to not even start down that path. But if that pattern of thinking has already become part of your life, it is much more difficult to stop. Telling yourself to just not think about sex or just stop fantasizing is not very effective. It's kind of like the whole concept of telling someone not to think of an elephant. I mean, try it. Don't think of an elephant. Immediately, we're all thinking of an elephant, right? So instead of telling yourself just not to think about sex, or to stop fantasizing, we have to find a way to guide our minds to other things. One strategy that can be helpful in a moment of sexual fantasy is to first acknowledge what is happening. Acknowledge that your mind is going down a path of sexual thinking that is harmful to you. Recognize that Satan is the one who wants to indulge you in this thinking. He is the one planting these seeds and tempting you further along. He wants to harm you and destroy you, and this is one way that he will do just that. The Savior, however, doesn't want you to fall. He doesn't want to destroy you. He wants you to have true happiness, and he has the power to help you. Remember that you have the power to choose. You can choose to succumb to Satan's temptation, or you can choose to look to Christ for help. And then in that moment, Choose to do so. Choose to focus on Christ and his power. To stop a pattern of sexual fantasy, 
you may need help from several other sources. Other things that can also be helpful are remembering to see other people as souls comprised of spirits and bodies, not just objects for your pleasure, even the people that you see in your mind. Talking to someone you trust about your problem can also be helpful. Creating a plan to avoid situations that might trigger sexual fantasy and then eliminating the things from your life that can trigger sexual thinking. Things such as movies, music, or entertainment that already stimulates your mind to think upon these things. Most of all, trust that Jesus Christ's power is greater than Satan's, and he can help you in your efforts to be pure in thought. It might be difficult at first, and you might fall time and time again, but as you continue to put forth effort and rely on the Savior, he will help you. Another way that Satan can poison us by degrees is through our interactions with others. Our interactions with others reflect who we really are. We should be careful to keep our interactions free from pornography or any other unholy or degrading language or subject. That means we have to avoid the offensive and crass humor, the dirty jokes, the conversations that are centered on sex, the comments, and any of the interactions where we inappropriately flirt with others. You know, all those behaviors that are so common in the world today. You don't need to indulge in any of them. You do not need to expose yourself to unwholesome conversations or behaviors just to fit in or just to be polite or just to avoid offending others. Your soul is at stake here. You can choose to keep your conversations worthy of the Spirit and keep your actions pure and wholesome. And then seek to surround yourself with others who do the same. It's easy to find yourself in situations or in interactions or relationships that aren't good for you. These opportunities are all around us, and sometimes it may seem like you are the only one trying to live a righteous life. But please don't give up on the effort. Heavenly Father will bless you, and it will be worth it. Surround yourself with good influences. You know how your parents are always telling you to have good friends. It's not just good advice from your parents. It's super important for your happiness. Avoid all of these conversations, jokes, words, and behaviors that will poison you slowly because small and seemingly insignificant interactions with others can lead to tragic consequences if you are not careful. Remember, it is poisoning by degrees. And Satan knows that if he can convince you to act in small ways, they will put you on a path to act in bigger and more harmful ways as time goes on. For the strength of youth says, never do anything that could lead to sexual transgression. Treat others with respect, not as objects used to satisfy lustful and selfish desires. Before marriage, do not participate in passionate kissing Lie on top of another person or touch the private, sacred parts of another person's body with or without clothing. Do not do anything else that arouses sexual feelings. Do not arouse those emotions in your own body. Pay attention to the promptings of the Spirit so that you can be clean and virtuous. The Spirit of the Lord will withdraw from one who is in sexual transgression. 
Sometimes we find ourselves in uncomfortable and inappropriate situations through no fault of our own. In these instances, Satan is also seeking to poison you by degrees and seeking your destruction. And just because you didn't end up here on your own accord is no excuse to stay in a situation that is harmful. Have you ever heard about making the decision beforehand about chastity and sexual purity? I remember being taught to make those decisions early so that when I found myself in a situation where I had to make a choice, I could rely on the fact that I had already made the choice beforehand. One young girl expands on this concept even more. She makes it a point to make her sexual standards clear by having a conversation at the beginning of every relationship. She's direct and bold about her sexual standards, and it sends a clear message of what she is and is not willing to do. When I was in college, I met a guy at a party. He was attractive. It was exciting to be with him at first, but before I knew it, I found myself in a very bad situation. I had actually seen signs earlier that night that he didn't have any regard for my standards or my values, but in my excitement and in my liking of all of his attention, I let myself dismiss those warnings. I did not directly and boldly reject his advances, and I did not make my standards clear. And now we were alone, and he was asking me to do things that I knew I did not want to do. Through prayer and help from Heavenly Father, I was able to get out of that situation. The experience was terrible, and though I did not give in to his temptations and persuasions that night, it did leave some lasting impacts that were difficult for me to overcome. How much better it would have been to be bold and clear about my standards from the beginning. How much better it would have been to recognize those signs that I saw and to keep myself free from an inappropriate interaction. Satan's temptations come in many forms and possibilities, and all of them are carefully crafted to have you fall. You can't excuse yourself from responsibility or justify your wrong behaviors just because you didn't seek to be in a situation that you find yourself in. Remember, you can always choose. Learn to recognize and acknowledge inappropriate interactions as traps set by Satan, then directly and boldly reject these interactions. Satan is not mild or casual in his tactics. Instead, he attacks us with cunning persistence, exactly where we're most vulnerable and weak. We cannot afford to be mild or casual in our tactics either. You have to guard your purity and refuse to engage in or participate in harmful interactions with others, including interactions that involve sexual immorality or pornography of any kind. If you have fallen to the temptations of sexual immorality, there is hope and help. You might feel that all is lost, that you cannot change, or that you cannot be forgiven. You might feel dirty, ashamed, unworthy. You might even feel hard-hearted and angry. But know this. The truth is, all is not lost. The Savior loves you. You can turn to him in every challenge of your life. He is your Savior, your Redeemer, and your friend. He has not left you alone. He has personally atoned for you, and he actually waits for you to come to him, to choose redemption and healing from him who is mighty to save. 
you can come to him and find peace and forgiveness through his atonement. Do not forget that you are in a battle for your soul. Satan will never cease his attacks on your chastity, so you cannot be complacent in this battle. We must be vigilant and careful to avoid all the poisoning that comes by degrees from Satan. Call upon the Lord for his help. Flee immediately from situations that may lead to sin. Pray constantly for strength to avoid damaging technology and media, to rid yourself of unclean thoughts and sexual fantasy, and to resist sexual temptation in your interactions with others. Your Heavenly Father wants you to live the law of chastity, and He cares about every effort you make to do so. Remember when President Nelson said the Lord loves effort? The Lord will help you in your efforts, especially as you reach to him specifically for strength. Recognize how Satan is seeking to poison you by degrees, and then, as part of your daily prayers, ask Heavenly Father for strength to combat these specific attacks. I promise if you do, Heavenly Father will strengthen you and safeguard you and bring more power into your life to do the things that he and you both want. Today's truth takeaways. Chastity is sexual purity. Those who are chaste are morally clean in their thoughts, words, and actions. Even though society's view of morality has changed, the Lord's standards have not. Satan will seek to poison you by degrees and start slowly by tempting you in your thoughts. You can choose to keep your thoughts clean. Technology and media are filled with sexual messages. You can choose to use technology and media in positive and righteous ways. Sexual fantasy is harmful. You can choose to seek to avoid and eliminate it from your mind. Small, seemingly insignificant interactions with others can lead to tragic consequences. You can choose to keep your interactions with others pure. Being bold and direct with others about your sexual standards can bring you strength and protection. If you have fallen to sexual temptation, all is not lost. You can repent. Heavenly Father will help you in every effort you make to keep the law of chastity. Let's return to our first question. What is the personal message God has for you today? Is he inviting you to learn more about a specific truth to make a change or take a specific action? As you act on the truths you have learned, greater power will come into your life, the power and strength to follow Jesus Christ. I can't wait to hear what you do. You can let me know on Facebook and Instagram at Armed With Truth Podcast. Keep coming back. Heavenly Father has so much more in store for you here on Armed With Truth. Thanks for joining me here today on Armed With Truth. As we learn truth together, we become more valiant disciples of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a stronger part of his battalion, and a truly sin-resistant generation.